Hello universe, or whatever composition of some other hmm, quantum reality has been composed for us to experience this time and space as a human being. Whatever trippiness is involved, boy no, you've done a good job. Whenever I knock on wood, I actually knock on wood, so the simulation is intact. So, wooing is a good hobby for those who are interested in clothes making. And on that note, transitionally speaking, I listened to what I recorded yesterday. And I do intend to try to speak daily for a while, because if nothing else, it will help me um, get in the rhythm of sharing information in a purposeful direction. I do not intend to waste time with sidetrack delusions, but I also know that I tangential conversation a lot. And while I can do my best to be less circuitous, circuitous is my nature. And by that token, I will be wandering at times in ways that I certainly would not expect some people to find listenable. Shut me off. Seriously. I shut myself off. You know what I'm saying? I have to live with this every single second of the day. You do not. You have what's called a pause button, a stop button, a delete button. You have a, uh, I believe, an uninstall application button, whatever. There are ways in which to separate thyself from myself, unlike in my own head, where it's always me. And I don't know how everyone else goes, but I've always been curious about the stupid stuff in life. Like, if I see green as the shade, do you see the same shade or do you think it's red? Why do we all have different favorite colors if we all see the same color the same way? Don't we all resonate with the vibration of color frequency in a similar way where all of us would feel put off by yellow or turned on by purple or tranquil by blue? But it isn't true of everybody, right? It's not the way we are. And the more I've come to cycle back on the rhythm of my own life, the more I've come to wonder how much of the inherent history our life force has connection to. And I'm going to speak a little woo-woo right here. And... And also say, I have a list of things that I was going to, uh-oh, did I lose my list? Possibly. Hmm. Point is, I, I, I will try never to be anything but specific about what I have experienced, what I believe to be true, what I believe to be demonstrably true, if not scientifically proven and demonstrably meaning there are too many ways in my life that it has occurred and reoccurred. Oh, here's my list that I can't, um, I can't deny at least it's observational presence. If, if I'm self deluded, I'm up to the conversation at any time. In fact, I'm up to that conversation at every time. But since that is potentially the case, if we're being fair, 
the only real way to experience anything in a shared universe is to believe that reality has value. And so I can't pretend that even though there are many quantum rhythmic forces intact, it's not something that I understand how or why or in what capacity to, to engage. I just know it is engaged. And so, in other words, I really do believe that we are the influence of the genetic history of our ancestry. I do believe that we are being passed down certain proclivities in life and from, from way back. And I'm not certain that it's not so connected that it goes all the way back. And it, because it feels that way. And it especially feels that way when I have my clarity moments of connectivity to the universe. What that feels most like to me is as if you have, um, you know the experiment where the metronomes all start uh, in some sort of chaotic rhythm where they are not aligned whatsoever, but give them enough time and they synchronize. That is what falling into rhythm with the universe feels like. And that synchronicity of metronome movement is what it feels like to feel like you're part of a composite of, I don't know if it's historical, it feels timeless. Timeless connectivity to that which has been experienced in this reality. And I know this sounds mumbo jumbo-y, but I wanted to get that part out first because everything else I'm going to speak on is going to be directly, um, directly related to actions taken by me in the universe. However, I feel one thing the last 48 hours has shown me painfully is how much the universe offers you to connect with it once you start to understand what the universe is trying to get you to do for yourself. Blah, 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 right? So, um, why, okay, why do I feel that there is a connectivity? Okay, this is a good question. Because I didn't feel it for the longest time. As a matter of fact, I can't convince myself 100% that I'm connected to the universe because I still have this uh, static of self-delusion that won't go away. It may never go away. And I think is probably my ultimate step toward true, um, true selfless integration with the universe's harmony. Because it, it's, it is so tough to believe that you are of value, that you matter in what looks like uh, an infinite progression of time, space, and action of which you are so minute that you barely count in the block you live in, let alone in the solar system from which you emerged, let alone in the galaxy, let alone, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty easy to be insignificant. And then when you look down at ants and think, well, we step on you for fun, again, at what point are you not just the ant yourself, right?
and this isn't brain surgery. This is all stupid stuff we read in comic books when we were kids. So the infinitesimal nature of, of life is rampant. And it's something that is so, I think for the, and I don't want to say I'm a loser because I'm not. I, if anything, was get, given way more victories than I deserved. But as a, as a never satisfied slash understood my purpose slash here the one thing i always wished i had figured out that other people seemed born with or at least composed in such a way that when this blankety blank grabbed them it grabbed them with you know the sort of gusto of, of destined activity well you know like somebody picks up the violin and all of a sudden they know what they're going to do with their life and uh, I never knew what I wanted to do with my life, ever. I still don't really know. And yet, again, given every sort of, well, you can do anything. You've got all the skills. What do you want to do? Just keep sampling. When the universe finds something that you like, you just will take more of it, and that'll be the thing you'll end up doing or whatever. You know, nonsense movie advice I got throughout life. And I'm not saying people didn't have good intention. People weren't trying to find some level of um, bridge to meaning and purpose for me. I do believe there were many people in my life that, that had that sort of uh, momentum uh, push coming my way. And I appreciate all that because I was certainly not showing or <laughs> demonstrating or in any way, if, if you knew me, um, even capable of finding purpose or meaning in, in the universe. I was incapable of it. I was down a path that was finding, uh, finding the, the, uh, the destructive, the, the diabolical and the, the, the soul-sucking version of action. And, and yet hadn't really considered that that was the path I was on. And it wasn't a path of, of conscious choice either. There were some elements to it that were, I think, uh, crossroads where I definitely chose perhaps a more deviant, potentially uh, uh, available outcome but one that I'm sure I had convinced myself I could slip slide right around or navigate through without ferocious headwinds or whatever other lie I told myself that, again, I was smarter than the room. When it comes right down to it, I've always thought I was smarter than the room. And um, there is a lot of plague that comes infecting the brain that has those thoughts. And for one, obviously it's wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's number one. Number two, uh, it, is a, it is a trickster's mentality because you are one-upping the universe, or at least I, I believe there is that sort of mm, cleverness to the pursuit of that which is to be ahead of the group, or at least to have been 
um, perceptive enough, um, ready enough, honed enough to outthink the room. And you do it a lot. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't some legitimate victories, but they're all shitty because none of them count for anything other than the backlash that really sits at the base of that maneuver. What that maneuver is about is about feeling underappreciated. And it's weird because I wasn't underappreciated, but somehow I had let myself believe that the universe had overlooked me or had let me slide by in a way that had failed to take advantage of my talents. <laughs> I know. I know how it sounds to say that, so I apologize that I thought like that. Um, but I did. I thought I was owed something that I didn't get, or that I had been clever enough that somebody had forgotten to come in and give me my ribbon and my bonus treasure box full of all these goodies or whatever. <sighs> Seriously. I mean, it's like the ultimate enablement of the white male American is that treasure box of goodies that he thinks he's due because he's white, he's male, and God damn it, he's American. Or God-fearing or God-loving or whatever God. Point is, I fell for all that shit. And I, I didn't really fall for it. I'm not saying that I didn't have some conscious understanding of privilege, of advantage, of all that. Hell, just getting into the right schools is about advantage. Go look at them, trust me. It ain't diversity in action. But I, you know, I stumbled into to the true reality of life as much as I, um, as I pursued truth and then came to roads that led me to some realization. In other words, as much as I learned about life through pursuing something of meaning to me, more of it I learned by thumping my head against some signpost that I had misread and ending up in a town that taught me a lesson or two. And, <clears throat> you know, it's funny because if I had been asked, do I think I'm, uh, do I think I'm in tune with uh, how to socially, intellectually, uh, 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 professionally, uh, uh, academically, uh, uh, spiritually, probably not, but in most of the cocktail napkin party type fucking check boxes, I had them all. But along with that pool of diatribe capable nonsense I could throw was the shallowest end of the pool you'd ever seen. Because when you got right down to it, not only was that nonsense I was spewing probably 80% true, 20% false anyhow, if, the, if not worse. But it was always laden in a projection of what I thought you wanted me to be to the point that should I have resonated in a way that I had caught attention of something favorable for me, beauty prospect, job prospect, friendship prospect, whatever, cachet prospect, didn't matter. Advantage in some capacity at all. 
even not an advantage, but an adventure or a, a unique situation. I mean, I'm fascinated by all people in every regard. I always have been. And I hate to say it, but it's like I study people in, in, in depth, in direct depth. I want to see how deep you'll let me look. It's sick, I know. But it is what I do. And I used to make apologies for it. I don't anymore. But back to the point. If I'm... <laughs> oh, what point was I making? Um, if I am... Uh, if I'm being truthful, the way that I would feel a need filled, or let's say I could, I could heed your expectation in a way that you maybe hadn't directly revealed, but had revealed it subconsciously to where I'd picked up on it and could then come in with some secondary uh, level of myself elevated to some prominent position that would then capture this moment in some sort of preordained, magical way. Yes, I was that scheming. And I'm not alone. As a matter of fact, I know I'm not alone. The less I've schemed, the more of the goddamn scheming I see out there. And again, yes, this is how I've enabled the universe to be this piece of crap, scheming, back, handshake dealing way. Because I had always known this was not the way to act, this is not how you treat people. This is not how you behave. And yet I behave this way with reckless abandon. Not reckless abandon across my life. But in each case that I was compromising these little pieces of myself, as if these were the jelly beans that could just drop out of the bag and nobody would notice, yes, they get noticed. Every single one of them is a little chink off your soul that matters. And it matters enough that if you can't see it now, you will only feel it worse later. So it will always reverberate back and snap you in the ass. And if you want to snap that rubber band as hard as you can, we'll keep on stretching. But the longer you put off the stretch and the longer you pull, the more the snap hurts. Because you cannot take away from people the expectation that they're dealing with you as a structural reality of who you really are. You cannot false front people. And why would you? What's the point of putting anything but who you are on display at all times? I get that you're told, but who I am isn't accepted in the universe. It is. Trust me. It 100% is. It always has been. It's the people who have their own misgivings about who they are who need to tell other people how to act. But trust me, they are so hollow inside they have so much climbing out to do before they get to a real person. They have forgotten who they are, and the only way that they can think of composing some sort of identity in this universe is to tell other people how to, how to act and behave. First of all, you have to forgive those people. Do not hold them as anything other than a reflection of the environment in which they were produced. They have given up everything to be followers of something that, if you get right down to it, they can't say they believe in 100% because they don't know. Because if they knew, they wouldn't treat people the way they do. So you have to look at them with an instant level of understanding that they have been manipulated into a position of nonsense that they are 100% convinced they are not only right, but they are the righteous. 
it is delusional, it's not their fault. They are to be forgiven and treated with kindness and shown a better way to look inside so that they can realize how divine they truly are without somebody having to tell them that. My point is, if all I can do now is show you that living unvarnished in a completely exposed capacity with no preconception of being taken for anything other than who I am isn't the way to do it and doesn't bring about its own rewards, then I'm wrong. All this is for nothing. But that's what has been pushed at me through a variety of impulses and forces, none of which do I want to get into, but there are enough of them that I stopped questioning it and just decided I need to believe that this is something to do that matters. All my life, I wanted to be convinced that I was doing the right thing, that I had figured out even what to become, how to, how to forecast the next step. And it just wasn't there. I didn't want to be a fireman. I never thought I should go to the army. And I wanted to be an astronaut, allegedly. It just, after a while, I'd lost touch with wanting to be anything. And all of a sudden now I'm driven to do two things. And so I can't fail what I've always wanted was the opportunity to feel driven to do something. And it'll, it'll make sense, hopefully, as I get to the end of all this, why I think the universe as we see it, as a group, collectively, has occurred because of a loss of our faith in ourselves and each other. I love everybody. I would spend every day of my life doing something new with 10 people who were enthusiastic about whatever it is that we were going to do. I don't care if it's bullfighting or bullfrog hunting or bullwhip, candle making. It doesn't matter. I'm enthusiastic because people with enthusiasm and passion drive me enthusiastically passionate about life. And if I did it the next day with 10 new people and the next day and the next day and the next day, I would consider that probably the most fulfilling life I personally could have. But you know what I would not have done? I would not have considered how much I had taken versus how much I was giving. I'm sure I would give a lot because I would genuinely love every moment of that experience to the point that there would be no schadenfreude between participants on the daily activity and myself. They would know how great it was to be around passionate people, passionate about what they were doing in passionate moments. I don't make those moments up. I never have and I don't think any of us have to. I just want 
to believe that a moment like that isn't because I'm being fulfilled by the universe in my passionate way of feeling life's passions, but that by giving myself to the universe of not just 10 people, but everything in a capacity to always be there to experience the passion we all feel. I'm, I'm saying that's the vibration. That's the metronome collecting itself into one pattern of ascendance and excellence among all of us. And that doesn't mean we're all the same doing one thing at the same rhythm all the time. No. It means we live in the confluence of kindness that we're all capable of providing. From there, the metronome rhythm is ours to enjoy. And I know music has something to do with it, or sound, or whatever, or harmony. Because I never used to dance. Ever. Even at dances. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I dance all the time now. And it's silly. Like, I dance in my living room for like 45 minutes by myself with my dog watching and wondering what the hell I'm doing. And it, I can't stop. And I'm joyful in the moment of it. And I'm listening to everything from silly trance music to John Cougar Mellencamp to Bach. It doesn't matter. I feel like moving and having harmonic convergence in real time with everything. And it matters to me that that connectivity is palpable. So <laughs> I'd spoken about how the universe was laughing at me and it, <laughs> I had, I hadn't even gotten the joke. I thought I was in on the joke and the joke turned out to be something completely different. I'm, I'm telling you that the universe, number one, is clever. It misses nothing. And we miss so much. There's just a limit to which I think we can compute. Com compute? There is a limit to which we can assess and compute variables before we either A, are saturated and can't take another uh, incoming point of data into account, or B, don't give a shit, nor tired of even looking at this picture. Either way, I think it, it can be very challenging uh, for us to pay enough <laughs> attention uh, to recognize whatever signals are being sent. I get that, and I am the very knuckle-headed example of how that all can, um, can take it's time when it seems something painfully obvious as it reveals itself. It's okay. I, I guess you know, we're not given the life of a housefly. It's not like we have to figure it all out in 13 seconds. So it, the, the more I understand how the universe has assembled the revelations, the ways in which you can become okay with your circumstance and in fact embrace it. What, Phoebe? 
what you want you need to go outside because you're acting awfully weird all right you're going outside the way that you can you can start to find your comfort level in both progressing stumbling as you go but stumbling in a way that always feels forward falling you never feel like you fall backward come on you can you can feel the universe cycling back with something that that is i don't know it's personal it lets you know that you're you're unique that you have value that there's a presentation here that isn't just coincidence or happenstance this isn't all chance the chance is yours to embrace right now the chance exists you're not chance but you are the chance in which to show your ability to become that which you were born to be you know who it is you know why you are what you are for me i'm i'm kind i'm very kind probably overly kind i do not need to go to a used car dealership and i do not feel bad about that i i'm okay getting taken now and again and i do get taken out of being too kind but being anything else is false i am kind first i am understanding of everybody <laughs> i could have been anybody i've no misgiving about the ways that i could have fallen off into something of societal discontent i'm still 100 available to trip down that ladder and yet i know i won't there's absolutely not a position in which i can fill that role anymore i've been removed of the shackle that believes that's a role in which i can be placed i cannot it is no longer an option for anybody who will just let themselves go to a place where they understand then that they need never feel disgraced for what they are who they are and why they're here and i am forgiving because all of this is so hard to understand it's so hard to even get through three days without having to redirect one concept into a different one into a third one before you finally get how all three are related and that you are reading them backward and in reverse time instead of real time and i know that sounds like nonsense like i'm talking about time travel i'm not i'm talking about that realization you have when you look back on something and understand something because of the way something in the future has presented it now you understand something in the past and because you understand that part of your past it reflects all the way across to what your current future is it changes that timeline for you and this isn't this isn't about changing who you uh, this isn't terminator 2 0.73 this is the way it works as you cycle through life you don't live in a linear projection you live in a constant memory of what you've done as a matter of fact you have too much of that going on way too much of it you shouldn't be living with so much memory but you can't help certain of it and others of it you hold on like treasure and 
for, for good reason, especially as the perceived linear nature of time in the human experience is undeniable. But just as undeniable is what it feels like to recognize something that has been confusing to you because you learn something now that clarifies what your past is. It literally unfogs your past. It changes what you think of from there backward. And that is real. And it's real for all of us. And you can live with the guilt of what you've done to anybody. You can decide that you're not worthy of ascension for any reason. You can believe that there are people on this planet who would have made better choices in the circumstances than the ones you made. You should believe that. We all believe it. But you're wrong. <laughs> you're, you're totally wrong. Because it's okay. Whatever you've done that you feel like is a failure is self-imposed. Whatever you feel like you're doing that you're doing wrong now is because you're living to an expectation that is uh, either uh, um, un- uh, attainable or you're living to an expectation that will never uh, uh, manifest and flourish with the person you truly are so you're you're denying yourself and may, maybe minimally and maybe in massive ways and maybe consciously and maybe subconsciously we're all doing it in all of those ways I'm still doing it 100% this conscious experience we're on it incorporates delusional realities it's okay navigating through some of those uh uncertainties is part of understanding who you are and crystallizing reality in a way that encompasses all of us this fake news crap is exactly that i don't mean that there isn't a set of of discernible truths about our experience common experience in humanity in a 3d universe in a 4d universe with time in a, in a capacity in which matter collides and interacts and has both a, a before, a cause, and an after. There is all of that. I don't deny any of that. This isn't some passing through walls, mumbo jumbo matrix stuff. Although the matrix is, <laughs> don't we all love the matrix? My point is, the, the assembly of yourself has to come as part of the realization that you are both inwardly perfect and outwardly capable of perfection. You aren't chasing perfection. You don't even want perfection. All you want is to make sure that you're enabling grace. And no one's ever called me graceful. No one will ever call me graceful. I will never even think of myself as graceful. But I do believe in how much there is to offer in every moment I interact with another human being. Think of how divine it is that two conscious, individual, experiencing life forms are able to use enough language and communicative gesturing slash presence to explain and share their realities. 
The idea that there are seven point something billion of us doing it, it's mind numbing to me. Imagine if we were all tuning in to helping each other be great. Just think of it. Thoughts are real because they manifest action. And the very next thought you have might be one that you don't deserve to live in that kind of world where we're all helping each other. Bullshit. Yes, you do. We all do. The fact that we're denying ourselves that world is the only question as to why. And for me, it was cowardice. 90% cowardice, 10% knuckleheadedness, or maybe more 50-50, or who knows. Call it a sliding scale. Point is, I was as big a knucklehead in the times when I could have been a clear, presenting, conscious being in the moment I was just filled with hairy high school ring wearing knuckles. It was just a head full of non It's a head full of poor decision making. Like I was gonna knuckle my way through life, I guess. And when it wasn't that, it was the fear of exposure, fear of failure, fear of letting people down, fear of being less than capable, fear of being judged as unworthy, fear of being unworthy, belief in being unworthy, convinced I was unworthy. You can chase down a whole row of demons once you believe that you deserve whatever negativity the universe wants to triple, triple, <laughs> trickle your way. Lots of it. A flood here and there is manageable. And that deluge of self-loathing it enables certainly does go well for absolutely nobody ever, not once. Everything you think you are undeserved of is because you've been trained to think that way. It does not matter what actions you've taken. They can be as deplorable as mine. And I doubt they can be much more deplorable, but they can be just as undignified as, as you can imagine. That's over. That is done. It is time to release that energy by doing exactly what you would do if you had never done those things. Who would you be? Why are you not being that person right now? Why are you holding yourself accountable to something you did before? Do you owe yourself punishment? Is that the game you're playing? Do you owe yourself a guilt trip? Do you owe yourself some sort of suppressed existence in front of those to whom you have dealt wrongs that you must constantly lash yourself in their presence. And if that is what you owe, why do you owe the universe that? The universe doesn't want that from you at all. It wants the opposite. 
It wants you to understand that your actions teach you divinity. Divinity is simple. Quit acting like you've been told to think. Start acting like who you really are. Quit holding yourself accountable to what others have judged you to be, have told you you are, have categorized you as such, and start being who you know you are. I am kind, I am forgiving, I am understanding. That's it. That's all I need to be. I am John the meat guy. And I'm just as divine as every single one of you. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I hope through an unedited, in many ways I'm certain, unlistenable revelation of why I've gone from an anarchist whose nihilistic take on the world was convincingly ingrained to someone who now understands that we're all as divine as we allow ourselves to be. I do not deserve these types of insights. I am unworthy, believe me. But I know I need to share, and I mean it when I say, I really do. I love you all, I understand you all, and I could have been every single one of you.